0: It's almost like I cannot not tell you this story. It's not really part of the homily, but it's a very endearing story. So yesterday I had a wedding here and Harrison was really excited and anxious to serve. And just a little background, I have two nephews that are autistic, so they're on the spectrum. And so Harrison shares that with them. Just a great kid, about 11 or 12 years old. And so uh, he was up here serving with me on the altar and we were talking during the ceremony at one point because he kind of reached out to me. He goes, hey, I, I want to see him get married. You know, I go, oh, I'm sorry, they're already married. We already witnessed the vows, you know. Well, I want to really, I want to see him kiss. I said, okay, we got that covered. We're going to do that right at the end. I'll, I'll pull you up, you know, for the kiss. And it was just so cute. So I know talking about kiss in the Catholic Church in the homily, I don't, I don't know. but. Uh, so I brought him up, and he was there, and he was really close to us. We had the nuptial blessing, and then the introduction, and the couple, and the kiss right up front at the end. And uh, he was like a little bit of ways away, but when they they got ready to kiss, he moved in a step closer, and he was just staring intently. And then they kissed. And his eyes got big as saucers. And his smile became the Grand Canyon. And he was so excited. It was so cool. So I just want to share that with you. And maybe that's God's God's way of giving you a kiss right now whether you're listening to this at home or after it or here live. So today's homily, title, one word, Father. It's everything. It's what the whole church is about. It's what Jesus is about raising us up to the part and the life of the Father and who the Father is for us. So as we begin, I would like to ask you the question, pray. And to give an honest answer to that and to dig deep. deep. Because there can be a lot of different answers to that. It's interesting, the disciples say to Jesus, they come up to him and says, teach us to pray. And what does Jesus say? When you pray, say, Father. Now that's in Luke's gospel. It's not in Matthew's gospel, Matthew's more verbose and our father, but this is probably more faithful to what really happened and how Jesus responded. So that one word, friends, always start out with the father. Don't start out with anything else, don't settle for less. And please, God, don't start out with you because that's just a terrible proposition. So we start out with God the Father. And do we know this God? Who is he? And what is God about? I'm gonna give you my two cents. Maybe these are possibilities for you or of who the Father is. Is the Father a vending machine that we come to church and put in our time and then he's gonna give us some grace and favor so we We put in our little time card or we put in our money and we get some candy out of it. Is the father a a adjudicating judge? He's got a ledger. Yep, that was good, that was bad. It's not balancing it out. You're not doing good enough. You're not being smart enough. You're not making enough right choices. You continue to do the things that you don't want to do. My experience in this, in ministry, in my life, is he a mad dad? Is he just mad with you? Disappointed, like you never, you never get it right? He's just frustrated with you, like grow up. What about a capricious father? The sudden, unaccountable changes that are, have no basis in his relationship with you. Yeah, he's gonna have you have a good time and then he's gonna make you suffer. You're gonna lose a loved one. You're gonna have somebody stab you in the back. Is He that kind of God, a capricious Father? Maybe He's a dictator and He's just telling you what to do and you, you better fall in line. You're going to suffer, you're going to pray, a, and obey. Or maybe He's a master and He's master over you. Do your work, don't talk back, just fall in line. You live a life of servitude, like a slave completely subject to someone who has greater power than you, and they don't use that power in a good way. Or maybe your God's like, my God's the universe. The universe has been good to me. No, the universe isn't good to you. <laughs> or my God's the ocean. No, ocean's beautiful, it's, but it's creation. It's not the creator, it's a beautiful gift of God. Or here's the big one, brothers and sisters. Maybe your God is you. I'm calling the shots. This is what I'm gonna do on my Sunday. You stay over there, Jesus. Don't you dare interrupt me because my life is going so wonderfully. I know I can pray to myself a lot in church and during the week. What's gonna be comfortable? What am I gonna wanna do and stay away from the the difficult things and the cross that he might be calling me to? This is a powerful quote that I came across this week from Leon Blas, the essayist and uh, writer and poet in France. He says this, he who does not pray to God prays to Satan. That's powerful. Anything less than God, we're gonna be divided and we're gonna pay for that. And so we come before our God praying that we can pray to the God of Revelation in the scriptures and in our church. And then this whole request to Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray. Well, these are people, these are Jewish people that, that they've been praying all their lives in the temple and growing up and synagogue and faithful people. So why teach us to pray? And my surmise is that something new is going on and it's got to be different. It's got to be distinctive. And that's what a Christian's life is. Is when we're distinctive, people are going to say, wait, I see something in you that I've been longing for my whole life. So show me what that is. So a distinctive Christian prayer that Jesus prays. And we simply pray with him. Jesus isn't praying to himself, he's praying to Father. That's the whole point of his life. And he wants us to be with him in that for that. The whole prayer of the Mass is about the Father and experiencing the Father. The Son of God says this to you and me in our readings today. Pray, 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 pray. Never quit praying. Even if you don't think I'm listening to you or I'm answering you in a different way, continue to pray. Don't ever stop praying. If you keep praying, I'll give you the Holy Spirit. And we'll be friends. And I will love to be with you And you will love to be with me in that friendship but we can't come into that experience of god the father unless we have the holy spirit and are instructed by the holy spirit and when we get the holy spirit we not only get gifts like love joy peace mercy but we give the gift giver the holy spirit himself In that personal relationship and what do we read about in our gospel today if you who are wicked if you who are sinful know how to give good to your children how much more will the father give you not houses and cars and trips and status the holy spirit so god continues to lead us to the holy spirit who is the Father's love poured out in our hearts. So Jesus in this prayer, what does he want us to be? Persistent. He says, I want you to bother the Father. Continue to bother the Father. Keep going after the Father. Keep seeking him. Keep knocking. Keep asking because he'll respond to you. Go after it like you've gone off after something that like you've never gone before after. Go after it with your whole being. And he will be with you you. That's what we want. That's everything. Go after it. I know a lot of you people here and beyond how you've gone after things in your life, man. If we went things after that to just be with the Father and seek and knock and ask, He would deliver to us. And that would be our blessings. So, bother that Father for bread. So, this would happen... Jesus tells this challenging simile for us that you would go and knock at midnight at the door of your friend for a friend to get bread and that person that friend says no it's late my kids are in bed we're we're down for the night don't don't bother me He says, keep bothering them because what this person would have to do is he would answer the door and then he would have to crawl over his children who would be sleeping kind of in the center of what their house was and in the back would be the cave where the food was kept and he would go to get the the food, the bread, and then he'd have to go back over his kids. It would be very inconvenient and then come and bring the bread to the, the one who was asking for the bread for his visitors who were on a long journey and were hungry. And Jesus is saying, That's the kind of bother I want you to bother me with. Bother the father. Continue to say, hey, I don't see you yet. I don't know you from Adam. Reveal yourself to me. I remember the president of Franciscan University of Steubenville, and uh, he was 19 years old, and he had a set path. He wanted to go to law school, and he ended up going to Harvard and was graduating the top 10% of his class at Harvard. But the point was, like, he didn't know God, he was 19 years old. So one Lent he said, I'm going to go out in the woods, and I am, I am not leaving these woods till I get an answer. Like God, are you or aren't you? That's where we got to start. <laughs> Do you know that? Do I know that? Because if we don't, this has no appeal being here this morning. So he went out in the woods. He said, I'm not leaving until I get an answer. 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, starts raining a little bit. 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock. About, I think it was like 3 o'clock in the morning, God revealed himself to him. And it just blew him away because there is no love like the love of God. Our love can be so shabby and fractured, but this was pure, unconditional, eternal love poured out in his heart through the power of the Holy Spirit. The love of the Father changed his life. He got called to become a priest and became a priest and affected millions and millions and millions and millions of lives for eternity because he knew the Father, followed the Father. Worship the father, lay down his life for the father. And that's what Jesus is wanting us to do. And maybe an analogy for the simile of, of the bothering the father. Say you're uh, an adult, you're a parent and your child, and you have ice cream cone for your child and they're looking at the ice cream cone and they're chopping, licking their chops and they want that ice cream cone, you're holding it but you're not giving it to them. And then finally the child will look at you as the parent. and ask for the gift from the gift giver and the gift who's giving it. The Father just wants you to look at him, to see him and be seized by him. That's what Jesus was seized by was the affection of the Father. And that the Father is just not this great dispenser of goods for you to temporarily satisfy you, but he wants to give you his heart, that you will be eternally satisfied now, not then. Father, if we keep asking and keep seeking, then he will give us what we're really looking for, and that's much more than three loaves. How many times have we been looking for three loaves and said, oh, wait, I'm just so off point, man. It's relationship with the Father being in His presence. And what will He give us? The Holy Spirit. Okay, if you're smart, if I'm smart, we're smart, you pray not for that job, not for that husband or wife. That car, you don't pray for that, pray for the Holy Spirit. That will lead us in our hearts to crying out, Father, Abba. When we have that Holy Spirit and He will answer with us for that, it will change our lives such that we'll have an intimacy with the Father that we were created for and nobody can touch or take away, come hell or high water that he will be there for us. We'll know who we're talking to. We can't know without the power of the Holy Spirit. We cannot know and have this incredible relationship with God our Father. But once we come to that knowledge, we'll have a love for God, a confidence in God, transforming union with God. We'll be the happiest people on the face of the planet. will be saints, we will be so happy by a long shot being saints in his presence. Why? Because we know the father. I just want to offer this image to you as we wrap it up here. I know you are probably like, when is he going to wrap this thing up? Prayer. Prayer, become a child. Grow up and become a child. We get so sophisticated and knowledged and I've got theology and I've got this down and I, I can really give an expose on so many things. Grow up and become a child and jump on your father's lap. That's prayer. When you go to prayer tonight, tomorrow, run like a little child and jump in your daddy's lap and just stay there. And he doesn't care if you aren't paying attention, If you're distracted, if you fall asleep in his presence, all that he wants is you there in his embrace. That's an image for prayer for you for the rest of your lives. Go back to your Father. How do we pray, Jesus? When you pray, say, Father. That's everything. Nothing else will do. And when Jesus said to say father, he was saying, it was very, it it moved it from being a God so far out and so far distant to a God who was so familial and close and intimate and warm. It's what a Jewish boy or girl would say to dad. I just heard it a month ago in the Holy Land, Abba, Abba, Abba. So let's pray, let's pray for experience of the Father, right here, right now, because he's here with us, and that's the whole point of our being here. So if you would, however works for you, let's pray. Need to close your eyes, come before our Father. And this can be, especially the first part of the prayer, something, a mantra you can take with you from here to heaven. Baba, I belong to you. Father, I belong to you. Daddy, I belong to you. Ops, I belong to you. I jump into your lap and I trust you with all that I am. Be my father. Protect and defend me. Lead and guide me and all whom I love into the way of your everlasting love. Be my father. I belong to you, I am yours, and you are mine, amen.